Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hello, I'm Blair Bathory, and this is the Something Scary Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Whether this is your first time or you're one of the brave souls who join us every week. The holiday season is supposed to be a time of family, gratitude, and a little bit of magic. But when that magic is wielded as a tool for demonic beings, it can turn happy holidays into an endless hellscape. First, work to death, followed by the secret keeper. Finally, in our last story, the cries of evil. Before we get to our stories, I wanted to ask if you would take a minute to rate and review this podcast. You can pause right here and do it now, or you can do it after you've listened. It's one of the many ways you can help Something Scary continue to grow, and it only takes a minute. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. So, wanna hear something scary? Murder under the mistletoe. Everyone wants to make some extra cash during the holiday season, but beware of a job that tries to suck the life right out of you. Like in this story inspired by Daniel Peter. The mall was almost silent as I swept up the last remnants of holiday cheer. The only sounds were that of Christmas music, still quietly playing on repeat in the background. The twinkling lights had dimmed, and the scent of pine needles lingered in the air. My shift at the department store had stretched into the late hours. I was exhausted, but I didn't mind. After all, working as an elf photographer alongside Santa Claus was the best job for someone in high school. A way to have fun and earn some extra cash to buy presents. Santa himself was an odd character. He definitely looked the part. His belly shook like a bowl full of jelly, but there was something unsettling about his glassy, blue eyes. They held secrets. You could tell by the way he would avoid eye contact if you asked him a question. Whenever I stood near him, a chill crawled up my spine, and I wondered what his life was like when he wasn't just dressed as a jolly old man in a red suit. I tried to stay professional and keep our small talk to a minimum. The children loved him, though. They lined up, their faces red with excitement, waiting to sit on his lap and tell him their wishes. I snapped photos, capturing their joy, but I couldn't shake the feeling that something was weird. The sculptures and Santa's corner were the worst part. 
the life-size wax figures of children, so realistic that they seemed to breathe. It's as if their eyes followed me, silently pleading. Earlier, my friends had invited me to join them for holiday shopping, but my job kept me stuck in the store. As they left, I waved goodbye, promising to catch up later. Little did I know that those seven hours would change everything. The mall emptied and I began tidying up. The sculptures felt especially creepy when everyone else had left. They stood there, frozen in time. I reached out to touch one, a boy with tussled hair and a gap-toothed smile. His skin felt unnervingly real, like flesh preserved in wax. Panic surged through me. These weren't mere statues. They were trapped souls. And then I heard it, a rustle behind me. I turned to see Santa, his eyes no longer twinkling. He also wasn't avoiding my stare. He was laser focused. He lunged at me, a burlap sack in his hand. The world blurred as the bag tightened around my throat. Darkness swallowed me whole. When I woke, I was bound to a bed. The room was dimly lit and the air smelled of pine and decay. I could still hear the Christmas music playing softly in the background, a cruel irony. My eyes adjusted and there he was, not Santa, but Bartell, the Yule demon. His appearance was more terrifying without his costume, long fangs, sharp teeth, and horns that spiraled like twisted icicles. His skin, black and scaly, seemed to absorb the already dim light. Fur framed his face, and his claws traced patterns on the floor. You're awake, he rasped, his voice echoing. Welcome to my gallery. I tried to scream, but my voice failed. Bartel gestured toward the walls, a macabre collection of sculptures. Each one was a child, their expressions etched in terror. Their eyes pleaded for release, but they remained trapped, their souls encased in wax. You see, Bartel said, I turn innocence into art, their fear, their I managed to croak out of, why? Because I feed on it, he replied. Their screams sustain him, and I was to be his latest masterpiece. He pointed to the cauldron, a bubbling vat of hot wax. My heart raced. I was to become one of his grotesque creations. Desperation clawed at me. I struggled against my restraints but they only pulled tighter the more I fought. Martel circled me, his eyes gleaming. He told me that I was special. It made me want to vomit. He said my fear was beyond anyone he'd ever seen. Taking my soul would be his greatest achievement. I glanced at the boy's sculpture, the one I touched earlier. His eyes bore into mine, and I understood. He had been a victim too his essence now trapped forever. As Bartel raised the ladle full of searing hot wax, I fought. I screamed, my voice echoing through the chamber, but he was relentless, pouring molten wax over my skin. Agony consumed me, 
and I prayed to the Lord for release. Then, a miracle. The Christmas star atop the tree flickered. Its light pierced the darkness, drawing Bartel's attention away from me momentarily. Pulled against my restraints, fueled by desperation. With a final surge of strength, I lunged at him, knocking the cauldron aside. The wax splashed, scalding both of us. Bartel howled, his form flickering. I tore free, stumbling toward the boy sculpture. My hands touched his face, and I whispered, I'll set you free. The room trembled, and Bartel's form disintegrated. The sculptures crumbled, their souls released. The boy's eyes softened, gratitude shining through, and then, silence. I stumbled out of the room, the mall deserted. Christmas tree stood tall, its star blazing. I vowed never to forget the Yule Demon, the sculptures, and the boy who had guided me to salvation. As dawn approached, I emerged from the mall until fear struck me to my core. I couldn't be so naive as to think I have killed or defeated the demon. I watched him disappear, but I knew he'd be back. So I had one year to figure out what to do, or certainly die by the hand of Bartel next Christmas. Standing aside, shivering in the cold with my breath visible, I had a strong sense that no one would believe me, and it made me feel completely alone. Have you ever worked with someone at a job or known someone at school that you felt had a dark secret? What about them gave you a sense of fear and evil? The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Every family has their secrets, but some secrets should be taken to the grave. Like in this story inspired by Jess. Growing up, our quiet house nestled in the snowy embrace of winter always welcomed the presence of an elf on the shelf during the Christmas season. His name was Humble, a diminutive figure with rosy cheeks and eyes that seemed all too real. I had named him in a moment of childhood whimsy, intending to call him Humblebolt, but the syllables tangled on my tongue, and Humble stuck. But he had many names before that, being a doll that was passed down from my grandmother to my mother, now to us. Each Thanksgiving, my parents would sneakily place Humble in various nooks and crannies, his tiny felt shoes peeking out from behind books or perched on the windowsill. His mission? To serve as Santa's scout, reporting back on our behavior. Every night, as the clock's hands brushed midnight, Humble would come alive. His stitched-on smile would widen, and he'd stretch his wooden arms. With a wish of his crimson cloak, he'd vanish into the frosty air, bound for the North Pole. There, he'd whisper our secrets to Santa, landing us on our place on either the nice or naughty list. Morning after morning, we'd wake to find Humble in a new spot, his eyes following us with an otherworldly intensity. It became a game, a miniature Easter egg hunt to locate him. But it was my parents who orchestrated this magical charade, their hands moving Humble while we slept. I had mixed feelings about the tradition. The enchantment and thrill of the game was undeniable, yet it felt like an elaborate ruse. Santa's surveillance extended beyond mere folklore. It was woven into our daily lives, always used as a veiled threat by my parents to keep us in line if we were behaving badly. And then there was the matter of Humble's rules. Do not touch me. My magic might go, and Santa won't hear all I've seen or I know. I never dared touch him. The fear disrupting his mystical essence clung to me, even as I outgrew my belief in Santa. Maybe it was my younger siblings who kept me compliant, their wide-eyed wonder at Humble's nightly escapades. Or maybe it was the unspoken pack among children to preserve the magic for those who still believed. One December Eve, curiosity gnawed at me. What if Humble's magic wasn't real? It couldn't be, right? What if my parents were the puppeteers, pulling invisible strings this entire time? Wouldn't that make them liars? Isn't that a sin? The thought kept me up all night. I waited an hour past when my parents went to bed. I crept out of bed and slowly walked to the bathroom, peeking into all the rooms on the way. They were all sleeping. Skipping the bathroom completely, I made my way quietly down the stairs. I tiptoed around, checking all the usual spots to find his latest hiding place. Then I spotted him, perched atop the refrigerator. I tried to reach him, but was just shy of his feet. After grabbing a chair, I was finally at arm's length, my fingers trembling. The room held its breath as I reached out for him, brushing his felt cap. Got him. Nothing happened. No spark, no fading glow, just the chill of the room seeping into my bones. But then, Humble's eyes shifted. They weren't glass beads anymore. They were windows into a realm beyond ours. 
He spoke, a whisper that slithered through the room like a serpent. You've been a very bad boy. My knees buckled and I sank to the floor. There thickened as I grabbed my head in pain. I heard my grandmother's distant screams echoing from the past. She had been gone for a few years, leaving behind only her terror-stricken wails. And now, humble, the harbinger of secrets revealed the truth. You've been terrible, he hissed. His voice dripped with accusation. The room pulsed with a loud, whomping noise. I glimpsed shadows dancing on the walls, elongated forms that whispered of forgotten sins. Humble's eyes bore into mine, and I understood. He wasn't Santa's emissary. He was something older, darker. The doll's felt limbs twitched, and I pulled away. The room spun, and I glimpsed my reflection in the window. A hollowed-eyed boy caught between innocence and guilt. Humble's mouth opened wider, revealing rows of needle-sharp teeth. You touched me, he hissed. And now you'll see what I've seen. The sins festering in this house. And then the room fractured. Reality splintered, and I fell into the abyss of Humble's gaze. The walls bled memories, the stolen candy, the lies spun like tinsel. The times I shoved my sister, the terrible words she spoke about me, fights between my parents, the cruelty hidden behind festive smiles. I screamed, but my voice dissolved into the thin air. Humble's laughter echoed, merging with my grandmother's screams. I saw her as a child and the way she was beaten by her drunk of a father. The pain of all the horrors Humble had witnessed seeped into my soul. The room swallowed me whole and I became one with the darkness. They say my parents found me the next morning, crumpled by the window, eyes wide and vacant. Humble sat atop the bookshelf, his felt shoes stained with my memories. The house remained silent haunted by the truth I had glimpsed. So beware the elf on the shelf, dear listener, for some dolls are just that, cloth and plastic from the mall, but some harbor more than magic. They carry the weight of our deeds, waiting to reveal them in the dead of night. And if you dare touch them, prepare to face your demons. Have you found out any secrets from your family's past that have shaken you to the core? Are you hiding any secrets yourself? Are any of them supernatural? If so, tell us your stories by sending us an email at somethingscary@snarled.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. If you're fascinated by the darker sides of humanity, 
Join us every week on our podcast, Serial Killers, where we go deep into notorious true crime cases. With significant research and careful analysis, we examine the psyche of a killer, their motives and targets, and law enforcement's pursuit to stop their spree. Follow Serial Killers wherever you get your podcasts and get new episodes every Monday. Sometimes we will say anything in moments of desperation, whether we meant it or not. We're still stuck with the consequences, like in this story inspired by Benson. As December unfolded, the holiday spirit swept through the high school, and everyone was looking forward to winter break. Everyone except for Jake, the teen who had accidentally summoned the evil force known as Krampus. Jake's plan for revenge had backfired, and the consequences were far more terrifying than he could have ever imagined. Earlier that week, Jake sought revenge on his tormentors, Milo and Trey. They had been bombarding him with snowballs every morning on his walk to school. Jake had planned to prepare a bunch of snowballs in his backpack so he would have a reserve, and he brought his dad's shovel with him so he could bury them once they were down. But he never imagined that that morning, Milo and Trey would have a backup. Milo got some other kids on it too. Once Jake threw his first snowball, they were all over him. He was pinned to the ground in two seconds, crying and raw from ice cold chunks of snow being slammed into his face. He pleaded for them to stop, but they were relentless and led by Milo. When they finally backed off while choking down tears, Jake prayed for Krampus to come handle these jerks. Little did he know, his genuine plea would be all that was needed to summon the beast. As it got later on Christmas Eve night, Jake lay wide awake, his senses heightened by fear. Even the air in his bedroom seemed colder, and he had a sense of never-ending anxiety. The later it got, the louder the sounds of jingle bells, and it was not from Santa. The sound sent shivers down Jake's spine. The clock ticked slowly, each second echoing in the silence. He got up and did some push-ups and jumping jacks, trying to drown out the sounds, hoping that it was all just built up in his head, some type of self-punishment for his plot to get Milo with a shovel. But he knew that was all just wishful thinking. He felt the dread in his gut from the moment he called out for Krampus. As the clock struck 11.11 p.m., it began, a distant demonic roar resonating through the stillness. Jake's heart pounded in his chest. He knew Krampus had arrived. A cold breeze swept through his room, carrying with it the scent of damp fur. The temperature plummeted, and the jingle of bells drew nearer, echoing through the halls of his home. Terrified, Jake huddled under his covers, praying for salvation. But Krampus was relentless. His hooves scraped against the wooden floor, and his breath, foul and icy, filled the room. The ancient creature was here for retribution, and Jake was the unwitting pawn in a sinister game. The bedroom door creaked open, revealing Krampus's towering figure. His eyes glowed like dying embers, 
and his elongated tongue licked his cracked lips. In one hand, he held a bundle of birch branches, and in the other, a sack. The dreaded sack that would carry away the wicked children. Jake's tormentors, Milo and Trey, had no idea what they had unleashed when they pushed Jake too far. Unable to run or scream, Jake lay frozen. He tried to pretend to be asleep with his eyes slammed shut, but his chest moving up and down betrayed him. Trying to control his breath was no use. He was practically hyperventilating. Jake opened his eyes for just one moment to catch a glimpse, and just then, Krampus's gaze locked onto Jake and the teen's breath stopped. The beast's voice was a guttural growl, ancient and malevolent. You cold boy. Krampus hissed, his breath frosting the air. You summon me with your rage, your plea for vengeance. Jake stammered, unable to form words. His mind raced, regret gnawing at his insides. He just wanted revenge, but not like this. Not with a creature that embodied nightmares. You seek justice, Krampus continued, circling the bed. But justice comes at a price. With every tormentor you wish to punish, another innocent soul must suffer. Jake's eyes widened. No, he whispered. Krampus raised the birch branches, and the room filled with their crackling energy. He made Jake choose who would bear the weight of his anger. Milo and Trey's faces flashed before Jake's eyes, their mocking laughter, their endless cruelty, but he couldn't condemn them to this fate. Not even them. Take me, Jake choked out. Take me instead. Krampus grinned, revealing rows of jagged teeth. As you wish. The birch branches lashed across Jake's back, searing pain into his skin. He screamed, the sound echoing through the house. And then darkness enveloped him. When Jake woke, he was alone in the snow-covered woods. The jingle of bells faded into the distance, and he realized he was no longer in his room. Krampus had taken him, leaving behind only a chilling message carved into the snow. Justice served. The high school buzzed with gossip about what happened that horrible night. All anyone knew was that Jake had gone missing, but he wasn't missing. They just couldn't see him. The truth was Jake was trapped, wandering the forest, not exactly human, but not exactly dead. Forever he would remain there, seeking redemption that would never come. Jake was trapped in a nightmare of his own making. The legend of Krampus would live on, whispered among students, a cautionary tale of vengeance gone awry. Jake's heart remained frozen, for revenge had cost him everything, the warmth of family and the innocence of youth. And somewhere in the shadows, Krampus watched, waiting for his next victim. Have you ever said anything in a moment of panic or desperation that you wish you could take back? Have you ever summoned the supernatural in the process? And just in case I haven't told you yet, spooky friends, Merry Creepmas and Happy Horror Days.
This week's podcast stories were edited by Sarah Lukasiewicz, narration by Blair Bathory, audio edited and mixed by Calvin Linderman, additional audio editing by Fitz Harris, produced by Anna Villalobos, executive produced by Gail Gilman, music by Sapphire Sindalo and Calvin Linderman. If you have a story you'd like to submit, send me an email at somethingscary@snarl.com. Don't forget to watch the video version of Something Scary over at youtube.com snarled. And if you'd like to support the show and everything we do at Snarled, join our Patreon at patreon.com snarled. Until next time, my spooky friends, sweet screams. <laughs>Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.